0: Here is my reality reflection for today. The Lord is calling us to be Jeremiah's. I am so blessed that we have daily readings because there's no coincidence. It's a God incidence what he's trying to tell us right now at this very moment. We're reading Jeremiah for a reason. Poor Jeremiah. Ah, bless his heart for doing exactly what God said so in Jeremiah 26, the Lord says, Hey, Jeremiah, go in, go into the middle of the temple and say exactly what I tell you. Don't omit a word. And so he goes into the middle and he screams out and says to everyone, Thus says the Lord, If you disobey me, not living according to the law I placed before you, and not listening to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I sent you constantly, though you do not obey them, I will treat this house like Shiloh and make this city to which all the nations of the earth shall refer when cursing another. So here are the high priests, the prophets, and all of the people walking around Jeremiah hear him say these words, and they're pretty ticked off. When he was done they said, you must be put to death. Why do you prophesy in the name of the Lord? This house shall be like Shiloh and this city shall be desolate and deserted. And so they all started swarming around Jeremiah, that poor guy, but he obeyed and did exactly what God told him. Why? Because he had faith. God gave him courage And God told him that you must do these things, be my prophet, as of all the prophets of old, all of them were persecuted, killed, etc. So (laughs) then you get into the Gospel of Matthew. And this is happening to Jesus himself. Jesus came to his native place and taught people in the synagogue. And they were asking, where did he get this wisdom? Isn't this just that carpenter's guy? Don't we know Mary and his brothers and are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all this? And the phrase that smacked me in the face was, and then they took offense at him. But Jesus said to all of his apostles and disciples right a prophet is not without honor except in his native place and in his own house and so because he was getting persecuted and people took offense to him and ignored him and made fun of him and called him a blasphemer right he did not do many works or deeds because of their lack of faith even though he did a few deeds right And he spoke as if he had such wisdom and authority, they still denied him, because this is his own house, this is his neighborhood, people know him. And so I think God, 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 (laughs) God is calling out to us to be Jeremiah and Jesus, to speak about faith, to speak about what is truly going on in this world, and this doesn't mean that you have to profess the gospel in the ways of, a, of of biblical quotes and verses. You can just call out the way the life and the world is today is. There is evil. The meaning of life is to save your soul, to convert your soul to virtuous living up until you die and bring as many people with you as possible, sharing the transformation, sharing salvation of Jesus Christ and helping others repent and turn away from sin. This means ourselves too. We can't be out there again, the speck in our eye or the log in our eye and the speck in other people's eyes. That doesn't work. But the more and more we work on ourselves that we thank God throughout the day openly. I say it all the time in front of my husband. Oh, praise be to God for, for the blessings that we have. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, for that. You know, saying the, the grace before we eat. And I'm bad at that because I don't have a husband that practices that much. But I don't think he minds when we do because it's, it makes us stop. And say, thank you, Lord, for this food that you've provided us. There are people who are starving in this world. And the more and more that we bring God into our daily lives, the more people are going to find it, it, they're going to tilt their head a little bit like that puppy dog. Like, what? What are you saying? I don't hear that often. I see the anger and the division and what this world is trying to spoon feed me so when i look at evil today i see it manifested all over in destruction in violence in social media attacks in true hatred for your beliefs if they're not like mine and a lot of people aren't necessarily truly evil evil is are these people who are causing this to happen the upper echelon you know the the high part of that triangle who are using all of these other people that have money and crave fame and have sold their souls to the devil, you know, child trafficking, uh, they pro abortion, these things have been programmed into their minds. And in some cases, some people are possessed by evil who don't care for human life actually want to destroy it, want war, want fighting, want people to divide, want families ripped apart. But then on the other side, there is the faithful. There are the faithful and the faithful who love Jesus and want to live according to his commandments and love one another and be peaceful and help each other out But yet be firm that that's the way to live. You don't go killing babies. You don't kill older people, whether it's in a nursing home during COVID-19 or to euthanize them. You know, life is sacred. It's a gift from God. And I remember when I was in the la-la land, I'll call it, walking around in a stupor. Because I never sat in silence and contemplated or asked anything about what was going on. Asked, why is this happening? Why, why, why? I just wanted to make money, get through my day, get up, go to work, make money, get through my day, get up, go to work. And that was my life. I never sat and I never thought about what in the world is the is the world here for why are we here why did did god really create us just to go to work make money buy stuff go to work make money buy stuff seek pleasure and you know drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff or did he have a bigger purpose for us i never ever thought about it and so when you look at people who are like that they're in between this Pure evil, which exists and is running rampant, I think the devil knows he is running out of time. I got to grab as many souls as I can, kill as many people as I can, ruin as many lives and families, screw up, you know, sexual purpose, right? The purpose of a man and a woman. I'm going to skew and morph what all of this is so that people think they're men, men think they're women, men and women don't come together for a family and marriage. They're just going to go have sex with a bunch of people and women will be with women. Men will be with men. I mean, yikes. He's, he's, he's working pretty hard at it and he's being pretty successful because there is a massive effort of brainwashing through social media, through the actual media. The media isn't news. News. They absolutely have a script and a message, and they are trying to, you know, just make us sheep and walk through that door and believe everything that they said. And you know what? I did. I did for many, many, many years. So what I felt God calling me to today was to contemplate, it's okay that people take offense to you. We are supposed to take joy in the persecution. Why? Because then we're bringing God to the world. We're not shaking our finger at people saying, that's, you you shouldn't do that, right? Not the log speck kind of situation, but we are bringing it to people in love. Maybe you can have a conversation with someone in your own family who's going to look at you differently than someone out in the world, right? I mean, Jesus had the same thing. Everyone's looking at him like, dude, you're just Mary's son. You're the carpenter guy, you know, (laughs) although we've seen your mighty deeds and we've seen your authority. I mean, we're attracted to that. We're wondering, how do you know all this stuff? And that's what's happening in our lives with the people around us. Hopefully, and this is, you know, something you're going to have to contemplate and reflect on, hopefully you're changing. Hopefully you're becoming holier and more sanctified and Loving. That is the key. You love people to Jesus. You don't argue. You don't right fight. You don't attack. You love them to Jesus. And you say, gosh, I just pray that you will, will find the light and that the Lord will touch your heart. Because this is wrong. This is not what God wanted. God did not create the world to have us be in war to have us hate each other, to have us do all of these horrific things to the human being. Right? That's not what he wanted. He created us, man and woman, to be together, to procreate, to create little Christs and to build a world of love and happiness and joy and peace. And look at what the world is now. Well, that's, the ruler of the world, that's Satan. And these are things that if you put it in a way of how life is in direct terms, do you, have you really ever thought, why are we here? Why are we here? So to the point of what I'm feeling God saying is, this is war. And this is war of the spiritual kind. The principalities, as we have heard, this is not of the flesh. And we have so many people that are in the middle, evil on the left, good God on the right, and the people in the middle, the sheeple, as you could call it, there's so many that are walking around believing and being sucked into the evil. And we, on the side of God, have got to speak up. We cannot be living our faith in our own little minds and keeping it to ourselves. We have got to say, bring on the persecution. Take offense to me, because you know what? I know that when I look at Jesus, when I am on my, you know, hopefully banging on the <laughs> gates of purgatory for me in heaven, God God willing, right? If I just can go straight to heaven, I'd love that. But we have got to be bold. And with love, share, have you really thought about What life is all about. If you think it's about making money, getting stuff, being, you know, hailed and worshipped by people, then you've got it wrong. We are servant leaders. We're supposed to serve one another. I want to remind you of the acronym JOY. Jesus first. Others second. You last. So you can be the witness by serving others, loving others, helping others understand that this just isn't the way it was supposed to be. And, and asking a few people to ask themselves, why are we here? Why is all of this going on? And today is the saint of the day is um Saint... Ignatius of Loyola. And that man was the head of an army. He was held in high regard. He had a lot of riches and he killed a lot of people. And when he had his conversion, after his leg got blown up and he was stuck in bed and had nothing else to read but the saints, he became one of the most read saints in terms of discerning spirits, the spiritual exercises ignatian spirituality and discerning who what what the thoughts and the and the feelings that we're having are they of god are they of the devil or are they of the flesh right is it my own desires and he put a wonderful exercise together and, and created a bunch of rules so that you can determine what spirits are speaking to you and truly do God's will not have to question what God's voice is anymore. It's a tough read. I got to be honest with you. (laughs) I read his and um, I read uh, father Gallagher's discernment of spirits. And if you are really interested in it, I would recommend that you read Dan Burke's spiritual warfare, discernment of spirits. It's kind of a one Oh one to the rules. And then you could read Father Gallagher's and get a little bit more intense because the way that St. Ignatius writes isn't exactly regular speak. So, And by the way, Dan Burke is going to be with me on August 6th on Radio Maria. I'm going to be solo that day. So we're going to be actually talking about discernment of spirits uh, on that episode. And we'll we'll record it and we'll have it on YouTube for you so you can watch it later. But I digress. So St. Ignatius of Loyola went through a huge conversion and he was thrown in jail. They were calling him heretical. He had his own kind of way about bringing God to the world. And of course, staying close to the uh, teachings of the church and the magisterium. So I think what I got today in spades was we need to be Jeremiah. We need to be Jesus. And we need to speak up, live, work on ourselves, deepen our relationship with God and make sure that we are doing the right thing. But also share, ask some questions. You don't have to say, you know, oh, you got to go back to mass. You've, you know, um, there's evil in the world. You can say there's evil in the world, but you can ask some people, have you ever sat in silence? Like, honey, maybe this is your spouse, on your way to work, don't turn on the sports radio or don't turn on the news. Just sit in silence and ask yourself, what is the purpose of us even being here? Because I'm pretty sure God didn't create us to work, accumulate money and stuff. There's a bigger purpose and we have to help fight the spiritual battle With those around us who are in the middle, who don't know the difference, who believe what's been spoon fed to them by our own witness, through our prayer and fasting, and through us asking them kind of worldly questions, not being too Jesus y for them, but also thanking God along the day. The more that we thank God and the more that we Show that it's not us that gave us all of this stuff. we're blessed. God has given us these wonderful blessings, and then, in the problems of trial and tribulation, you can also be that beacon of light I mean you uh, You could even say, "Boy, it could be a lot worse. I'm grateful that I only have a broken leg from this car accident, and that nobody died. I'm grateful I can still walk. I will be able to walk again. This might be a time out for me. Maybe God is asking me to take some time and slow down. You know, like we can look at these tragedies and things that happen in our lives and find the good because God brings good out of everything for those who believe. So let's Go out there and not worry about people taking offense. As long as we do it in a loving way and stand firm in our beliefs, if someone comes back and starts attacking and attacking you and your personal character, this is what I said last night on the radio show. I said, I'm just going to start like on social media, I'm just going to start sending a gif A GIF file of like hearts and I love you or I'll pray for you. Because when you bring love into the debate or into that attack, you take the the fight away from them. They don't know what to do. (laughs) You know, they're like, okay, I just called that person a total bigot, a racist, a Jesus freak, whatever it is, whatever the attack is. And they just told me they loved me. (laughs) Like, how do I respond to that? And I think that's what we need to do more of. So maybe you share something on social media, and maybe someone comes and rips you a new one, right? Well, you can say, I know you're not there. I know you're not enlightened, and you don't have love in your heart, but I am going to love you and pray for you that God opens your eyes. And leave it at that. And you may get some people who unfriend you. Are they your friends really anyway? And you've, But yet you have done something to help them open their eyes or give them something to think about at least. You may want to go around a couple of times to provide more facts and more information to help them come to the same conclusion or really the truth conclusion you can do that without attacking them back what I like what what kills me is someone will post something typically a Trump hater and they'll say anyone who believes in him is a complete idiot and blah 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 and then we all kind of you know pull back and we say I don't know should I get into that conversation and this is what you should do you should pray and you should say what what benefit would I be putting out there? Because this isn't about Trump. This is about, well, it kind of is, I guess, if you look at it from a political perspective, our country, the world, I believe that Trump has been a- anointed by God. Yes, I do. I don't believe that he has communicated in the most Christian-like way, but what he has done, if anyone looked into his basic history, even what he has done with the executive orders, what he has done with child trafficking, what he has brought to the world in terms of abortion and pro-life, the fact that he brings God into the discussion. I, I truly believe that he gets it. He's just not the best communicator and doesn't help himself out sometimes, right? So there are times when I, you know, kind of smack my hand on my forehead going, why did you say it like that? So we can learn from that, right? But he's out there. He's taking, he is attacked every second. People hate him. And so for that alone, you have got to say, this man must be working for God, for bringing God into the, into the game and for all of the things that he's doing, which is opposite of what the world says we should be doing. He is governing for the people. It's so different. You have no idea. I don't know where you're at on your journey, where you're at on your understanding of what's going on with the government, the media, the, you know, let's say the cabal, right? How we have been totally turned into slaves and they don't care about us. They just look at us as ways to increase their own wealth and power and pit us up against each other. They could care less about our lives, our livelihood, our families. There is no caring for us. So, that's the evil that is that is on the left, right? And we are the good on the right. And there's so many people in the middle, and it's our responsibility to help bring them to Jesus, to help them see the light, and to be joyful and loving as we do it. Sorry, these 10-minute podcasts are turning into 20, 30 minutes, but there's so much that God is telling me to tell the world and so let's let's work on loving others especially those in our own home who are not there if you are the sole person like me who is the only one that's truly a dedicated Catholic Christian Jesus loving person trying to be more holy every single day then you just have to love everybody more. It's really easy to get into arguments. It's really easy to get into um, finger pointing, right fighting, and withdrawing the goodness that is happening in your life. So the more that you love that person and the more that you do things for that person, the more they are going to react. It's impossible for them not to love you more. So if it's your spouse that you have issues with, make them their special dinner, rub their feet, be more intimate with them. Even if your mind doesn't want to go there, like you're like, God, I just kind of hate that guy right now. Or that, that my wife is, is a basket case. The last thing I want to do is be intimate with her. But that, from a man's perspective, I'm going to tell you that makes a big difference because that's how they connect. Women, on the other hand, want, you know, that more emotion and communication and all of that. So for men, maybe you tell them that you love them. Maybe you do little things for them and you make her feel loved and, and get into that emotional stuff for her. Women, be more intimate with your husband, be more touching. Maybe it's thanking, thanking your husband. Maybe their love language is, I need to be, you know, thanked for what I'm doing. I get no thanks. Maybe he's the sole breadwinner, goes to work every day and you never say thank you. (laughs) You know, Um, you know, it's we we all take advantage of each other quite often. So it's the little acts of love. Think of St. Therese, pray to her to give you That loving heart, ask her to go to Jesus, pray to Jesus, of course, himself to be more loving and they will be more loving to you. It's just this, it's hard not to have that happen. The snowball will start rolling down that hill and it will get bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, who knows what God's going to do with this heart that's loving more and becoming more happy. There's nothing worse than coming into a house with tension and aggravation because you don't see eye to eye. So try to focus on loving that person more, doing the little things that you know they love for them. Remember joy, Jesus, others, then you. So that's all I want to say. And that's a lot. (laughs) Okay. Get out there and be love. Get out there and be bold. Ask questions, start trying to think of ways to have the people around you think about the world as it is right now, and whether God really wants this. okay, everyone., oh, I love you I've got goosebumps this whole this whole time. I just felt the spirit. I hope that this helps you, and um, I ask you for prayers. i'm going to be driving to a retreat in the middle of Illinois. With Christine Watkins, I'm going to meet her for the first time. I am so excited. We have known each other for about two years, but never met in person. And I just pray that our retreat touches hearts. And I'm going to pray to St. Ignatius of Loyola because he is actually the patron saint of retreats. I mean, how awesome is that? Perfect, perfect feast day as I drive down to a retreat. All right, everyone. I love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful, loving, kind bold day.